This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we introduce a new host, Nick. Uh, talk a little bit of a 2023 NFL season preview. Get into the All-Star game and get you all primed up for March Madness and College Hoops. It's going to be a good episode. Stay with us throughout. It's Bro Storm Sports. With your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated, networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Monday, February 20th. We're getting you ready for a big night of bro storming. KU's playing right now, so we'll be trying to be quick for intern P. I'm joined by intern P and new host, Nick Cammer. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Doing well. Just got off the golf course. Um, just kicked the shit out of everybody I played with, which is always nice. Um, won the most skins as well, so that's a plus, but made the mistake of wearing shorts. I should have worn pants today. Got a little chilly, so. Doing good. Good. P, how are you? I'm proud of you, Nick, for winning some skins today. Um, how much? How much money would, did that translate to? Uh, thirty dollars. So free round of golf, oh, actually. Free round of golf. Can't complain. Yeah, I'm just uh, here on this Monday, hanging out, watching the game on my phone. Actually, they made me do this at 8 p.m. right in the middle of the KU game. So I will be present so and ready to go. Intern piece, not giving his full attention to the pod. What else is there? <laughs> surprise! Surprise. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Nick, just so you know how things go around here, just uh, say whatever you want. I'll probably make fun of you a little bit, but mostly just make fun of intern P as much as you can. That was pretty much the job description. So I brought a few, you know, one-liners, some zingers. I know I'm not the only one that's ever shown up in shorts and regretted it. So... I know intern P's done that, uh, you know, what is it, one wedding or two weddings now? Hmm. I did wear a pair of shorts to a wedding one day. Uh, (laughs) No comment about that one. I apologize to all my short wears. Apologies to the bride and groom. I brought intern P to a wedding. He didn't dress quite appropriately. Anyways, Nick here, uh, for those listening to the pod that don't know Nick, uh, never heard of him. He's a big Chiefs fan. So, Nick, a few thoughts on the Chiefs Super Bowl victory. What'd you get into that night? What'd you think about the game? Um, I mean, game was obviously incredible. Was nervous the entire day, the entire week leading up to it. Um, but we actually had a few people just over to our house for the game, which was great. So, had a few friends, um, got into a few... Uh, I'm a big natural light guy, so got into about six natural lights around 1 p.m., which was probably a little early. But uh, by kickoff, I switched over to vodka waters. So um, my wife just informed me that she ended up switching the vodka to water about quarter three, and then I switched to um, whiskey about quarter four, so... So you I had a little, little gap it was a good time. in quarter three where you didn't get all the alcohol you needed into your system, but sounds like you, you sniffed it out and took your business in quarter four. <laughs> right. Really brought it home for the boys, you know? So, but yeah, then was up till, I mean, probably one or 2 AM just calling everybody in my phone book 
celebrating, yelling. The neighbor, the neighbors had to be happy about that. Just hearing me in the back. So it was a good time. Intern P, did you get a call? Unfortunately, I did not get a call, even though I think I am in Nick's uh, contact. So I'm a little heated about that. But we'll let that slide for this next Super Bowl then maybe, huh? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's weird because I didn't get a call either. You, you guys will have things to learn. Every once in a while, you'll get a four-minute voicemail from me on a Thursday night. You'll know exactly what's been going awesome. on. Well, we're all glad the Chiefs won. I don't know how Nick's tarp did that night, but mine certainly did come off. Um, and I started about one o'clock drinking that day as well. Anyways, turning the page forward on the NFL season, uh, five new head coaches coming into the league and Super Bowl odds are already out for next year. Intern P told me ahead of the show that he, he had those, uh, ready to go for us. So P who are some of the favorites to win the Super Bowl for next year? Uh, I actually lost these here real quick. Let me just pull them up. Uh, you oh, really you put lost them on the spot them. here. Uh, yeah, they were on my phone, and I was watching the game on my have, phone, uh, so I got to pull them back I have up here. Chiefs just at give plus me a six hundred. Terrible value. I would not take that ever. I have the Buffalo or the Buffalo Bills at plus seven hundred. Okay, that's good. Bengals and Eagles at plus nine hundred. Take that every day, as well as the San Francisco 49ers. And then there's a big gap, and it's the Dallas Cowboys at plus fifteen hundred, which is a joke. I did pull them up. Now I I found them, so I'm glad that I found them. Um, right on time. Yeah, after he said them all, I'm, that's just my mo right there, just to be late, a little behind. Um, I still think the Bengals are winning next year. I'm gonna ride this horse till it can't ride anymore. I'm just putting that out you, there. You've been on the Bengals all years. There, are you an LSU fan as well, or are you just a a Burrow? Just you love the guy. I mean, I was a freshman in college, and I just remember watching that national championship game, and I was like, dude, this dude's legit with the cigar and hitting the gat. That killed me every time. Uh, so I just, I liked him. I don't know. And it was funny because they hated him, so I just kind of hopped on. See, but the satisfaction of the Chiefs beating them in Arrowhead, they come in, they're all cocky, had to be the, I mean, one of the highlights of the year besides, you know, obviously the Super Bowl, but... Um, I was so happy to see them get defeated because they're, I mean, they are riding high. They are cocky. They should be, you know, they're good, but I would just love to see them go. Oh, and 16 next year and P lose every bet that you make on them. That'd be ideal. What kind of odds do you think you could get on that? Bengals. Oh, and 16. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great value. Great value yeah. in that. Uh, <laughs> probably a bad <laughs> bet. <laughs> A bad a bet, great the um, <laughs> the Houston Texans are plus twenty thousand to win the Super Bowl, so you could lay a few shekels there if you're looking for a value bet. What's a shekel? What what does that mean? I mean, I know it's a a unit of currency, but how does that translate to the U.S. dollar? Nick, can you answer that for him? Um, so a shekel back in the biblical days meant. Uh, it was the first banks when they were first brought up. Uh, a shekel pretty much was, um, you know, a long story short, uh, I have no idea. So <laughs> way to go. <laughs> I was on the right track. I was on the right track. Just have no clue. Um, but yeah, it's a unit of currency. Yeah. So I mean, what difference does it make? It's, it's like a, a dollar, a shekel, fucking Euro. Who cares? Oh, Right, a Bitcoin and Ethereum, a Dogecoin for you young guns over there, P. 
I actually know didn't, more about that. I didn't invest in that back in the day, but it was a hot topic, and I could have made some money, but scared money don't make money. So I, I brought up the Texans. They have a new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Um, and then the Panthers have Frank Reich, and the Broncos have Sean Payton. And the Colts and Cardinals hired the two losers from the Super Bowl, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. Of those five teams, which which team with the new head coach has a chance to make an impact and make the playoffs next year? I mean, P, what do you think? I uh, They all suck, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck with all you guys. None of those teams are in contention. Uh, I mean, Houston could have a chance to be good if they get uh, Bryce Young. I mean, I think that's what the consensus is here uh, at the second over the second overall pick, right? Because the Bears have the first one. The Bears have the first pick. They could trade out, though, and somebody else could get the first pick. Uh, I think to answer my own question, since you guys did it so eloquently, uh, the Panthers play in a pretty pretty horrible division. Uh, the NFC South, and I think Frank Reich, he, he didn't really get a fair shake in Indianapolis. They could never figure out the quarterback situation after Andy, Andrew Luck retired. Uh, so if any of these teams are going to step up, like Sean Payton has the biggest track record and, and the most proven uh, track record of success, but I don't think there's really any chance that the Broncos are going to be better than the Chiefs and the Chargers next year. And the Raiders are making a play at Aaron Rodgers as well. So I'd say the Panthers of those five teams. Um, right. I mean, I'm looking back through it. I've, I agree with – I mean, the Broncos have a – like you said, the best proven track record of a coach with Sean Payton, but he's just in a gauntlet of, I mean, just brutal, the AFC West. I mean, how are you, how can you pick against Mahomes unless you're intern P picking on, you know, the Bengals every week? But outside of that, I mean, you have to go with Mahomes number one. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the Chargers are going to be up there. It's their time. But, I mean, the Broncos do have a pretty solid defense. So you bring that into effect, into account, and then if you know if Danger Russ Wilson comes back to anywhere near the median, then they might be yeah. worth it. But it's That's still tough sliding question. there. I did hear that they were getting Rex, Rex Ryan too for their defensive coordinator. Oh yeah, that's a great move. <laughs> was that was that sarcasm? Oh, yeah, I it can't was. tell. Sounded like Rex it. Ryan. You don't like Rex Ryan? Well, first of all, he's like a thousand years old. Hasn't been in the NFL for a Dude, while. His teeth, are, his teeth are nice, though. Have you seen his teeth? They're very white. He got veneers. Also, he was just on the Amazing Race here this last, I think this last uh, season. So, how is he going back to the NFL? I think they just, his career is over. What was Rex Ryan doing on the Amazing Race? I don't know. He had to yodel at one point. Look it up. <laughs> are you going to have wild. it just... <laughs> so the listeners can get to know you a little bit better, Nick. Are you an avid Amazing Race um, viewer? I not typically. Um, it is pretty good TV to watch. Pretty interesting, but my wife likes to watch it. So you know, whenever it's not NFL season, so if I get the TV on Sundays, on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. But all those other days, it's pretty much up so to her whatever what, we watch. What kind of other non-sports shows do you watch, or uh, more aptly, does your wife watch? 
Uh, so one I'm actually into is Below oh, Deck. Yeah. Gotta check it out. Incredible. Um, used to be big on 90 Day Fiance, not so much anymore. But uh, Below Deck, she likes to watch all the Real Housewives things. I can't get into it. They're a little annoying to me. But um, Below Deck for sure is one everybody should check out if you haven't. But that's one you got to get into. It's great. Yeah, I've I've seen a few Below Decks in my day. It's interesting because uh, P and I just went on a cruise, and it it it's kind of you kind of feel like you're watching that show as you interact with the workers on the cruise. Uh, <laughs> it it doesn't seem like that fun of a job. Um, it can't be. The only fun they have is when they get off the boat, and then they get to use the boat for themselves. So, like, it's one every four days they get to act like they're the yacht owners. Which has to be incredible. Also, being a yacht boat captain has to be one of the top jobs in the world. Yeah, uh, that and um, NFL coach. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Jonathan Gannon, P, give me the lowdown on Jonathan Gannon's interaction with Rondell Moore. Yeah, he's a weirdo. I don't know if any of you guys saw the video, but he was talking to Rondell Moore. He just looked like a goober, and I didn't like it. He It was so awkward, and Rondo Moore, it was the most awkward interaction I've ever seen. Rondo Moore had to take it, too, because it's, it's his boss. He decides the future of this guy's career. Like, you can't laugh at your coach, but it was probably one of the most goofiest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, for those who didn't see it, he was basically, like, making sound effect noises and moving his hands in gyrations and talking about shot plays to, to Rondo Moore. It was... It was a little cringy, but, you know, Nick Sirianni had some cringy moments when he first got the Eagles job, too, and it's gone pretty well for him. So we'll see how it plays out. Let's do this real quick, uh, and then we'll get out of this segment and go on to some hoop stuff. Super Bowl champions for next year. We'll go around the room. I mean, Super Bowl champs, we're taking back-to-back. We're taking the Chiefs. They're going to run it back. We're going to have everybody coming back, mostly. We'll lose a couple guys on the defense, but we'll get younger. You got to trust Veach with the draft. And we had the most rookies playing this year, playing regular real time. So you got to go with the Chiefs. Um, who are they going to play? I think they're going to play the Niners. They just got to figure out quarterback scenario. Um, Brock Purdy looks great at the end of the year, but isn't he having Tommy yeah, John surgery? Is. As a quarterback, I know you don't throw really as much as, you know, MLB, but that's got to set you back, yeah. you know, a while. And velocity, velocity is going to be They're tough. saying six months, but I feel like Tommy John's got to be longer than that for a quarterback. Right. And it's because it's velocity. They just, because it's what, they call it a dead arm yeah. in the MLB, right? So that's going to be tough. Um, I don't think. Uh, who was their starter at the beginning of the year? I just can't think of his Garoppolo. name. Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance is the guy for him, but I like that he'll be around because that's going to hurt him for the first few months until Purdy or Purdy gets back. Yeah. So if you're so, the 49ers, do you do you draft a quarterback this year? Is that is that your game plan, or are we riding with Purdy? I mean, I'd like to keep Purdy because he's on a rookie rookie contract. You know, he's going to be low cost and that helps anybody, you know, any rookie contracts are going to be huge. 
you'll see that I think this year with a lot of with Burrow having to get paid, with Jalen Hurts going to have to get paid here in the next few years. That's just going to be tough on any, um, you know, any roster. So you got to pick and choose where you're going to pay, who you're going to pay. But so I would stick with Purdy. Um, but they're going to need a bridge there for, uh, you know, the first three, four, five weeks at least, in my opinion. So, but I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs heavy. I'll uh, I'm gonna go against my pick. I'm not gonna pick the Bengals for my Super Bowl champion next year. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bills though. I think that Josh Allen's disrespected. Everyone's been disrespecting him for the past month and a half. After he took that L to Joe Burrow, no one's talking about Josh Allen. Everyone's talking about Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, even. Josh Allen's gonna feel slighted. He's gonna come out and ball this next year. Put it on. Place your future right now. You got an AFC matchup. I mean, if I, it's probably going to be the Bills and the Chiefs. No, so I'm going to well, be honest. The they Chiefs both play really in the AFC. This year. So do you have an NFC team? That's that you, oh well, that's what I'm saying. I thought you meant in the no, championship. No, no. I thought you would have said the I NFC. Did, you should have said, said the NFC matchup. You said AFC. Run back the tape. Run back. Anyways, fine. There's an NFC. echo in the house. Okay, who do you got coming that's out true. of the NFC? I am back in. I, I am back on home field here. I am in the basement. Uh, I like I like the Niners too. No one else is really that good. Um, the Eagles, obviously, but I think they're losing too much, losing all their coaches. They have to pay Jalen Hurts, so they'll probably win the division, but I don't think they're going to get any success that they had last year. Yeah. Do you think Do you think Stefan Diggs is going to have a? Is he going to be kind of a you know a turd in the punch bowl per se with how he reacted after that game? You know, I don't think it even matters because he's top three wide receiver in the league with a top three quarterback as well. I don't care if his reaction was terrible. He's still the best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the league. So maybe he is a turn the punch, field, but the punch still tastes good. So, <laughs> so that's <laughs> little, little vodka in there when it yeah, hurts. That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, so I'm going to start by saying <laughs> I'm very bullish on the chiefs this year. Like they, they don't have very many free agents. They've got a lot of cap space. All these rookies are going to be second-year players now. They played 10 in the Super Bowl. So, like, in my in the reality, I if I had to pick a team, I'd say the Chiefs are going to repeat. But I'll give you two other teams just to, just to mix it up. And everybody knows I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl anyway. So, we'll do something different. Um, I would say... I would say the Bengals out of the AFC, if I had to pick another team other than the Chiefs, just because I think Joe Burrow has stepped up more in the big games than Josh Allen so far. And I think the Bills, after losing in the divisional round two years in a row, they might try to do do some different things with the roster, not just run it back the same way. And that sometimes can make you take a step back rather than a step forward. Um, and so I'll go Bengals and then in the NFC, it's it's actually pretty hard to come up with because I think the Eagles are going to take a step back, and I, I really thought the Eagles were by far the best team in the NFC this year. I had them going to the Super Bowl when the playoffs came around, uh, but they, they're they going to have to give Jalen Hurts an extension. They've got a lot of older players that are free agents that they're going to have to decide who to sign and re-sign, and they just lost their offensive and defensive coordinators, which were a big part of their brain trust. Um. 
But I won't say the 49ers because I don't want to be just like you guys. Uh, if you're making me pick an NFC team, which I guess there will be one in the Super Bowl, theoretically. Maybe. That's what I heard. I know it is. I AFC can't say the Cowboys. NFC, I hate the Cowboys. You, you can't say the Cowboys. I'm you sorry. Cannot. You cannot say the Cowboys. Give me the Rams. Bounce back year. I was thinking that. Uh, I don't hate that at all. Matt Stafford coming back. Another team I was thinking about that was good this year, but I couldn't bring myself to say it because of their quarterback is the Vikings. Mm. It's going to be like the NFC is so wide open. It's going to be some surprise team that people didn't know was going to be good, just like the Eagles were this year. Unless one of these teams lands an upgrade in a quarterback situation between now and next season. Which Derek Carr is available. I don't know. Like, he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. If somebody lands Aaron Rodgers in the NFC, that's an upgrade for him. Uh, Garoppolo's out there. I don't know who he would go to that would make them a Super Bowl contender, though. So it'll be interesting. Right. I think Garoppolo fits in right with the 49ers, but they're moving on from him for sure. Or he's moving on from them. Yeah, he's a true free agent. So he can do whatever he wants. And I think he's. He's probably destined to go ahead and cut that cord. Right. But, I mean, the Jets, if they figure out a quarterback situation, they're one that, you know, could make a little run, could be a little flash in the pan, but they're, I mean, they're young yeah, as that's well. that's the thing. All of the teams, so though, that you can see getting good are, are in the AFC. Jets, Chargers, Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird because I know some NFC teams will step up because they did this year, and it happens every year. But in the in the all reality, your guys' pick made the most sense, which is the 49ers. So, yeah. All right. Let's call it a wrap on the preview of the 2023 NFL season coming up on Super Bowl 58. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into some hoop stuff. You're listening to Bro Storm Sports. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples' Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports. We're getting you primed up for next football season and starting to talk a little hoops. Pete, you said in the break you're a little bit melancholy about something. I am. That's a great word, Sasha, for anybody that doesn't know what that means. That means sad. Um, I am sad about football being over. I woke up at about my normal time of 11.45 on Sunday. My brain just used to football. And I woke up and there was nothing on TV, so I watched golf, which I did enjoy. But it's, it's nothing like the NFL football, and I know all you guys feel the yeah. same. And it, it's a sad, somber, sad, somber the, February. The key is, Pete, you're just going to have to, like, during football season, sometimes you can take it a little easy on Saturday because you get after it during football games. This time of year, you just have to get after it on Saturdays because golf is a great napping sport. So just get after it and then turn on the golf Sunday afternoon and fall asleep. All right. That's one hundred percent. 
one hundred percent right. Yeah, absolutely. You just you get to drink ten more beers on a Saturday, and that way you sleep through about one thirty when you wake up. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Now, one of the things you could have done this Sunday, P, was watch the NBA All Star Game. Oh, you know, it's funny. I did watch it, kind of. It was not a very good game. I don't know if any of you guys caught it, but I don't even think you call that basketball. You don't call it basketball. I mean, how also, could anybody follow how they're scoring it? They reset the yeah. score after every quarter. They kept what resetting the score, but then they still had the total score up in the top corner. So, so I don't know why they were scoring each quarter individually. Does anyone have any insight on that? No. It was very confusing. I didn't even watch it long enough to see they had the total score anywhere. I was shocked. You know what they should do? Well, the over was 325 points, and I think they scored, what, 375, which is unbelievable in 48 minutes. What I would do is just play a set, play games to 15 by twos and threes and play a seven-game series. First team to win four games is the champion. That would be pretty electric. Yeah. I mean, and do you do the full five on five or do you do, you know, three on three? They should have three teams. No, you got to go five. Three teams of five and winner keeps the court. This is yeah, just pick up basketball, dude. Basically describing P&I's Tuesday yeah, night just... game. <laughs> if they could do it at the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Be even they better. Do it at the y. Shirts and skins, too. I want shirts and skins. That's what if they did have just random like random YMCA people there that got to play in the game just to see how much so, worse I was a normal to player is. Today, uh, they were talking about the dunk contest, and obviously, like Mac McClung won the dunk contest, and it kind of got a this 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 is going to go back along to the lines of Nick's point. It, it got some some run, and people liked it. But Mac McClellan's not even really an NBA player. Like he got a 10-day contract right before the dunk contest just so he could have an NBA jersey on. So I heard some people saying they should just crowdsource the dunk contest, make it like a $250,000 prize, and just let people like have regional contests, like four contests throughout the country in different locations before the All-Star game. The best dunkers, which could be like random dudes that work for Amazon, and the best dunkers come to the NBA All-Star game and compete in front of the NBA All-Stars for the Dunk Contest Championship. That'd be incredible. It'd be a lot better and than just because then it's it's all year. Kenyon Martin's son, Dunk. <laughs> that was a good pull. That was a really good pull. <laughs> I was trying to figure out who else was in the Dunk Contest besides Mac McClung because I didn't want to I didn't want to disrespect him. But think about it. You'd have like at the Wichita River Fest you're going to have a dunk contest going on there and somebody could win a prize to move on to possibly be in the next all-star game dunk contest. I think it would actually be pretty cool. And like, if you watch enough TikTok and Instagram reels and you've, I mean, by the way, follow bro storm sports on TikTok and Instagram. But if you watch enough of that stuff, like there's a lot of dudes who can do pretty sick dunks that you've never heard of that are never going to get close to an NBA court. And it'd be more entertaining for people than watching like the ninth dude off the bench for the Orlando Magic try to throw down. Right. It's I mean, it's the and one mixtape all over yeah. again, right? Those guys were just had electric moves, but they would never make it in the NBA. I think one guy off that did make it as like a role player, but skipped they, to my I mean, Lou. They were fun also to watch. Great for Alston skipped was in the and one mixtapes. He played a little in the NBA. Yes. Yeah. 
I do have yes. a hypothetical for you guys about the dunk contest. Hypothetically, LeBron is in the dunk contest. What does that do? Are you in tune? Are you are you there? Yeah. Or are you just yeah, absolutely? That but that's the problem. Is like it's no longer cool for good players in their prime to join the dunk contest. So none of them will. LeBron basically, and I know Stephen A. said this, and it was going around the internet. But it's like the first time I've ever agreed with Stephen A. So I'm going to repeat it. But LeBron ruined the dunk contest because he refused to be in it ever, and. Right now, nobody else ever like Giannis has never been in it. None. Uh, did John Morant do it like his rookie year? I, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I don't James think so. is shaking his head no. So Jaws never been in it. Zion's like, all these guys would have been like the prime candidates to be your dunk contest guys, and people would care about that. But now let's face it: the only reason anybody gave a shit about the dunk contest this year is because they couldn't believe a white guy could jump that high, and so. <laughs> And that's only going to come around every once in a while. So they've got to do, I mean, I don't know if they have to do something different. Like everybody says that, but like, I guess a few people are still tuning in. So it's no big deal. But that problem coupled with the fact that the game was awful, it didn't even resemble a pickup game. There's a lot of people complaining about the all-star game today. For sure. What if, cause I've seen a few videos of, you know, younger kids dunking on the, you know, the basketball goal on the back of your, uh, like on top of your door frame. What if they just lowered it and made it, you know, 12 and under dunk contest? I'm, I'm way on that one. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They actually, um, that, was, that was a great take. You're into that? Good. So they actually do something kind of similar to that at uh, Wichita State basketball games. They bring out like a toy goal that's like three foot high. They get a, like three four-year-olds out there and they have them go dunk and then they have the crowd cheer for them like to see which one's the best and like inevitably two kids end up crying because the crowd boos them and it's actually other than the fact that you get to see the crowd boo some little kids not that entertaining so I'm going to say no to that. Sasha if we were in college and that came out front row at the Shockers game, how nuts would we be going for that? It'd be awesome. Fair enough. <laughs> it's got a demographic All for right. sure. I just want to take like drunk college kids. Yeah, that's good demographic. We're going to uh, <laughs> yeah. give you some NBA predictions next week, um, leading in uh, to the second half of the season, like who we think is going to play well in the second half, NBA finals, all that stuff. But I want to give P the floor for a second. He's been dying, scratching to tell us something about college hoops. And I feel like if I don't let him, he might quit, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. This this has been a long time coming since we started this podcast. I just wanted to talk about it one time. I'm not even going to go into depth, but they've been really, they've been holding me down here. I'm a huge KU basketball fan, and I just wanted to share my top five with you guys. Um, my number one team is Houston, the Houston Cougars. They have Marcus Sasser. They're the number one team in the American. Wichita State fans know all about them. The Final Four is actually in Houston this year, so they have a strong chance of making it there, hopefully, and then winning on their home court. Then Alabama this week uh, beat a team by 60, I believe. Is that right, Sasha? I believe you uh, bet yeah, on Yeah, I bet on the other well. team. Plus 30 and a half. Didn't yeah, go he well. uh, plus 30 and a half. And <laughs> that was a live 60. line. So they have a... They lie, he lie, he lie. 
it's, it's a terrible fairness, beat. Did uh, their coach is really it, good. Which is exactly why I did. Their coach it. is named Nate. Nate Oates. He's but, really good. What's up? Intern P is the best gambler on yeah. the podcast. Theoretically. Ooh, I'm glad just, someone said that. Let's go. <laughs> no Scott. So just to elaborate on what P's talking about, I I won a bunch of money live lining KU versus Baylor this weekend. Like they were down 17 and one by 16. So I live lined the spreads, the money line, everything. And I had a few cocktails during that game. I proceeded to lose seven bets in a row after that. And not like high odds, like huh plus 200 bets, like all on spreads, like 50, 50 shots, seven in a row cash, cash the rest of the account out. Are they account? That's almost more impressive than winning seven bets in a row in my eyes. I mean, I mean, oh, losing seven in a row right. is just, that's an, anom- that's an anomaly right there. You should have told me I would have faded you. Could have been I've rich. been on the losing seven in a row side way more times than I've won seven yeah. in a row though. So it's, it's a tough, tough right, spot Pete, to be in. Continue on. Nick, I'm just glad you. I'm just. I'm just glad Nick called me the best gambler on this podcast. Everyone knows it, but they don't want to admit it. That's Uh, why they brought me on. Yeah, that's. I. I I like you already. Thank you. Uh, So Houston is actually plus six fifty this year. It's not the best odds because anyone can win in March Madness. Uh, But Alabama's in the mix. Obviously, Kansas is in with Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick. They're forced to reckon with their uh, defending national championships. They've been there. and then Purdue, I like a lot with Zach Eady. He's a seven foot three Canadian dude. He's actually white. He's a can- white Canadian dude. Uh, he gets boards. He averages like twenty five a game. He's gonna be the national player of the year. And they're plus a thousand. So I think those I four teams like are gonna be front runners for the net. No, he's Canadian. <laughs> he started playing when he's like a white Canadian dude, though. Well, I said Canadian, and then Opposed I said to like, French Canadian. Well, I mean, never mind. I, I I realize he might be from Canada, but I think he's like Tibetan. No, he's a white. I mean, he's like just a goofy looking Canadian. I don't know. No offense to my Canadian guys, right. but so there's some analysis by intern P. He basically just listed off the four teams that are going to get one seeds. Congratulations, you have a subscription, guys, to Joe Lenardi. Hey, fine, fine, fine. You want my dark horse? You want my dark horse? Creighton. The Creighton Blue Jays are going to win it all. <laughs> those bros, those bros do not miss shots. They hit three uh, after three, and they just win games. McDermott is a coach. Gross too. pick. Oh, Creighton. Woo, Creighton. Man, that's a gross pick. Nobody. I right, will. When they're in the final four, just has Creighton ever been past the second round? I mean, that's probably like, not. But maybe that's actually not an exaggeration. I don't know if Creighton's ever been past the second round. I like Creighton. I think you guys should too. I'd put a bet on him. I will put a bet on him, actually. Congratulations. I'm going to celebrate when that – I'm making a note right now to celebrate when Creighton gets kicked out of the conference. I was just letting the listeners know that don't follow college basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's no, fair. We're, we're, good. we're trying to – we'll get into depth. We'll get into depth later. You know, we'll we'll get a guy on. We'll get our March Madness no, guy on. That was on. a good little segment. Uh, and by the way, yet. on BracketMatrix.com, which I do have a subscription to, it's free, but I still have a subscription. <laughs> Uh, I mean, those four teams you mentioned are basically the the four locks for one seeds. There's like literally no competition for it unless one of them goes on a, some sort of unforeseen losing streak. Uh, they're all the one seeds on pretty much all 91 brackets. Yeah, and I think those are the only teams that can, besides Creighton, that can actually win the national besides championship. Creighton. So, oh. 
<laughs> what about Baylor? What about it, dude? I like Creighton. I mean, they played well last week. I mean, they have LJ Cryer, Keontae George, Adam Flagler. But I don't know. They didn't look very good last week. I mean, they absolutely stunk it up in the second half against a good KU team. But they're not the best team in the country by, by any means. So. All right. I'll give you one more that I got to ask you about, and then we'll go to a break and play a little quick game on the other side. Got to give some love to the West Coast every once in a while. What about UCLA? Jaime Hawkins. You know, it's a little bit past my bedtime when I get to watch UCLA, so I haven't really, really covered them that hard this year or followed them that hard this year. Um, I have heard a lot of good things about them. I think now that football's over, I'll I'll be watching them a lot more. Do you know? No, you know to be fair, the Pac-12 is absolutely awful this year. As of right now, Arizona and UCLA are the only teams projected in the field, and so they haven't really played anyone. But they've won. They, I mean, they're on a long winning streak. They've been winning pretty much all their games. So, and they have a lot of guys still from the Final Four team two years ago. Tiger Campbell's still there. Jaime Hawkes is still there. Uh, they've they've got a pretty Pretty experienced squad, so I could see them making a run in March. Plus, they have Mick Cronin, greatest coach in UCLA history. Wow. Didn't UCLA just get smoked by Stanford? Like, uh, Sorry, like I wasn't this listening. Week? I just heard him say that. Within the last week. I'll check that out. I'm pretty sure because I, I live-lined UCLA and got my lunch money stolen from me. Was not good. UCLA is. I also love seeing Duke and North Carolina sucking. They beat Stanford seventy-three to sixty-four the last, uh, like last Thursday. So they mm. may not have covered. What was the first half the line, line? Does it say? The game. Yeah, that's that's what happened. That's tough. All right, that's a little college hoops primer. A little complaining, old men yelling at clouds about the NBA All Star game on the other side of the break. We're going to play a quick game. Stay with us. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports. KU and TCU is going on as we speak. You'll know the result by the time you're hearing this. But we're going to do a little draft for this last segment. We're going to draft college basketball teams that we think have a shot to win the national title. We're going to do a snake draft, draft four teams each. That's 12 teams total. We'll let Nick go first since it's his first night on the show. So, Nick, who's the best college basketball team in America? Well, first, I want to get an over-under on how many times intern P gets lost in the snake draft tonight. I'm going to go with set the over at 2, 2.5. Well, he's, uh, I will be Sasha hammering the under. I will be he's hammering in the, the middle. Under. It should be pretty like easy. He's snake. only going to pick one team at a time. Just like after one of us picks, he picks every time. <laughs> but it could be a little confusing. Except we, we always pick doubles. We yeah. always pick doubles. He's saying we are, we are keeping track of this. Yeah, right? I'm writing We're going to go how many wins they get. We're, I'm writing them down. We'll okay, see who gets cool. the natty. We just want to let them know. So the way we'll determine the winner of this draft, which it's going to be like six weeks from now, so we'll see if any of you remember anyways, is uh, whoever's four teams gets the most NCAA tournament wins, like combined. So if you want your teams loses Love in the first that. round, that's a – that's a killer. Keep that in mind, Nick. No pressure. I know intern P said he's a huge fan of this team, so I'm going to just start it off the cuff. Team we're watching right now, Kansas Jayhawks. 
Yeah, I knew you were going to do that, so I that's think, okay. I had a bad I think intern P wanted Houston anyways. Not to steal your thunder, P. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Houston. I'm gonna take Houston with my uh, first pick in the draft. They're uh, they might lose in the first round though. They could get upset by a 16 mm. seed. So they can get past that first game. We'll be all right. No 16 seeds beating Houston. I promise you. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're pretty deep too. So I think Houston's got a good shot. So Jayhawks, Cougars off the board. I, I mean, I think this is a pretty clear cut two picks for me. Uh, that we already said it earlier, the four number one seeds are pretty much set unless something drastic happens. So I guess it doesn't matter which order I do it, but I'll go Alabama and then Purdue. All right. Yeah, I mean, pretty chalk there. Um, I'm going to go with my next pick as uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, I watched them play against KU last, last uh, what, December? Time's going by. Uh and they crush them. They have a big man. They have some guards. They have a good coach, Rick Barnes. So, go with Tennessee. All right, a little SEC action. Tennessee. I mean, I've got to stay inside of the Big Twelve here. Um, I think. I mean, I like what Texas has done, but I think I'm going to go with Baylor for my second pick, and then. For my third pick, I know it's one that we talked about a little bit earlier, and it's that West Coast team. Sasha told us six-game winning streak. Let's go with the UCLA. I always the Bruins. six-game winning streak. But they're not covering, huh? It's critical. Mm. You, got, you got to have one at some point in the year if you're going to win it all. They can't cover, but they've got a chance to win. Okay. that, that That's true. Does anyone, okay. <laughs> I guess so. Uh okay, I'll take your I'll take the other Texas team then. I'll, I'll take Texas as well. I, I like them a lot. They're they're a great team and it's my first Big Twelve team, yes, so I gotta took. gotta have a couple in there. Both the Big Twelve teams that I wanted. So that sucks because I wanted to have a piece of the Big Twelve in this draft for sure. Uh but there's another one out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not who who would you K State? <laughs> nope. I like K State, but I don't think I don't think I don't think they're there for this draft. I I, I think there's more more teams out there that are better than the the Wildcats. So, um, I'll get a piece of the West Coast as well. I'll go with the Arizona Wildcats, and then I'll get a piece of the ACC. That's definitely the team that's definitely going to win the ACC this year. Virginia. Ooh. ACC is terrible. Do they still average 38 yeah, points a game? Yeah, that's what I like about them. Suffocating defense. <laughs> Suffocating. <laughs> All right, so with my fourth pick, fourth pick, I have to do it. I'm taking the Creighton Blue Jays. <laughs> I'm not even writing that down. You should. I don't know. Okay. You have you point. watched a single game? They have this dude. They have this dude. His name's Ryan Cockburner. He is like, he is like seven foot one, and he just dominates. And then they have Baylor Shireman. This dude's a little lefty. He just chucks it up and he puts it in every time. Basically, what you're telling me, P, is you watched Creighton play one time and they had a good game. No, I've watched him play ten times. I love them. I love them. I didn't know you had an <laughs> FS1 subscription. I know. Unfortunately, right. in this you household, we can't afford it. So I, <laughs> you guys, 
Right, it's tough sledding with trying to sneak one past the goalie on that, huh, P? Trying to get that FS1, you know, your your boss and your stepfather. Just... <laughs> <Good point. laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that. I don't even use his TV. It's it's kind of funny. I I use my actual father's TV, so it's it's a little little uh, contradicting there. I like that. You know, I got a job line somewhere, Nick. Um, I don't give him TV. <laughs> Don't give them TV <laughs> passwords. Not a chance. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to round this out with uh, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know that I really think this team has a chance, but I like the storyline that they could provide, and I'm going to go with the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana. Yeah. Trace Jackson Davis. Pretty good. Yeah. Trace. I can see that. Decent. Notable teams left off. Nobody took the Zags. They're number 12 in the country right now. Uh, nobody took Marquette, who's a top 10 team out of the Big East, ranked much higher than Creighton. Um, and then... They've got, they're playing Creighton, looks like, tomorrow. Yeah. We better get our popcorn ready for that then, boys. And then only three Big 12 teams taken. <laughs> Other Big 12 teams that are ranked that could have been taken, K-State, TCU, Iowa State... TCU's a wild card to me because they've been really good when they've been healthy this year. And Mike Miles Jr. missed some games. They lost like all of them, but he came back and they smoked Oklahoma State. And I have no idea what the score of the KU-TCU game is right now because I've been doing this, but one of you could probably give me an update. It's actually uh, a it's commercial. commercial in that case, yeah, it's 42 to 41. Uh it's forty-two to forty-one, and my <laughs> happiness will be decided in the next fifteen minutes. Nice. So everyone, be ready. all right. That's a little college basketball primer. I have Alabama, Purdue, Arizona, Virginia, intern PS, Houston, Tennessee, Texas, and Creighton, and Nick has Kansas, Baylor, UCLA, and Indiana. You guys got anything to add for the people before we call it a night? I think Creighton's my new, uh, my new Cincinnati Bengals. So I think I'm going to ride that until. Till that goes away too. There's, so there's something for that. Peace. I don't know if he's doing it subconsciously, but like the Bengals are the the Chiefs and the shot Wichita State Shockers are my two favorite teams. Really, the only two teams in sports that I care about. Creighton was formerly the Shockers' biggest rival, and the Bengals are the biggest pain in the Chiefs' ass all year long. So I think P secretly is just sick of being in my basement and is trying to piss me off. I can't blame him too much for that, though. Um, it's a it's a funny shtick, but we're all going to be rooting for Creighton to lose. I can guarantee that. So absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Bro Storm Sports. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you like something you heard, give us five stars. Subscribe. Check us out on all the podcast platforms. Also, at Bro Storm Sports on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, check us out on both platforms. We're putting some cool stuff out there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.